Welcome to the Better Your Brand podcast, where we help loan officers, realtors, and other sales professionals learn simple and practical ways to improve their videos, social media, and digital marketing. I'm your host, Jeff Singleton, a 19-year video veteran, the last seven years of which I've helped establish Movement Mortgage as the leader in the industry when it comes to video storytelling. Today, I'm joined by Movement's social media manager, Emily Klempel, and communications manager, Jen Bates. Well, ladies, thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having us. Happy to be here. So last time we talked about uh, the importance of just getting started. You know, don't Mm -hmm. hesitate, don't delay, dive right in. Um, But for a lot of people, that's going to bring up questions of, you know, is my stuff hitting the right market? Am I Mm -hmm. getting to my intended person? So we figured episode two would be a great place to bring you two in to do knowing your audience and kind of identifying and figuring out how to get there. Right. So what are some of the things like what... What are some of the things that people can do to identify that audience, first of all? Mm -hmm. Well, I I think a lot of that has to do with figuring out your business plan. What are you trying to do in the moment? Um, Are you trying to get uh, more realtors to work with? Are you trying to expand your business that way and find more partners? Are you just trying to go straight to consumers and give them something to use? Uh, Where are you trying to go? And usually for loan officers, it's one of those two things. Either you're trying to find more realtors to work with, or you're trying to find, you know, partnerships and title companies or things like that, or you just want to go straight to your consumer. So that's the first obstacle is figuring out which of those groups are you going to go after? Because that can really change the wording on any of your stuff you put on social. It can change the topics of everything and, and it'll help you understand it in the long run too. Right. So B2B versus B2C, as we've all heard it called. Right. Is, is, yeah. You know, and B2B to C. You can also mm-hmm. expand deeper down that way, but I don't think we really need to dig into that one. That <laughs> well, gets... that'd be like you go if you have like realtors that you're focusing on because they're a business, right? So they might pass it on to their consumers. So they, if you give something to realtors, that can be passed on to a consumer. You think about it that way, but again, that is a rabbit hole. <laughs> Dive down. That's one that gets real deep too, real yeah. quick. Um, okay, so identifying obviously where you want to get your content, who you mm-hmm. want to target it towards. That's that's the big first step is what is your business plan and figuring out how you want to get there. What are some things that people can do, like questions maybe that people can ask to dive in? Because a lot of people get bogged down thinking, well, I want everybody to, to view my business. And obviously you're going to miss a lot and you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna miss the mark, but you'll hit some so what are some some questions to ask and how do you dive into to refining that audience? Yeah, well, you definitely want to figure out exactly who your audience is. Like, what problem are you trying to solve for that person? It'll help you identify who you're trying to reach. Um, what keeps your customer coming back? They have to have a reason to come back to you every time and that will help you. Um, how do the customers usually find your business? That's a good place to like target and know where they're coming and where you're putting out content. Um, and then like demographics of your customer, you know like, Age, gender, different stuff like of who you're trying to reach or what your typical customers are will help you figure out where to put your content. Another question is, you know, hitting on entertainment. Are you hitting on the information? Are you doing a combination? You have to figure out what content you want to put out as well, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. I would go with something genuine. You know, like anything you put out there, if if you're trying to be something other than you, then that's not going to work. I, I think of some of our loan officers, Travis Marchand mo- mentioned something yesterday in a segment we did with him. He just decided, you know what, I'm going to set put out a segment once a week, uh, VA, did you know? And it was just one thing from the VA guidelines. And he does a lot of VA loans. He's like, people come to me, they know I'm a veteran. I can, I can do that. That's what I'm going to do. And that's how he grew his business. Just one minute, one VA, did you know? That's all it did. And it answered people's questions. 
So a lot of it can come from education. A lot of people, especially first-time homebuyers, like what we have and what we deal with corporately, they just don't know what they don't know. And so a lot of times you can be that thought leader. You can be the educator. Um, if you have an entertaining personality, go for it. Make jokes. Like, that's great. But don't force those. We have some loan officers who are so deadpan um, and so serious that it wouldn't make sense for them to make something funny. We have some that are extremely altruistic and do so much charity work, and that's what they put out there. So it, it, knowing who you are and who, what your audience will want from you just needs to be genuine. Yeah, right. really definitely just figure out who you are, what you have to offer that someone else doesn't and stick with that. Don't try to be something that you're not. You have to be genuine. So it sounds like the underlying thing here is that you have to know your own brand before you can even really figure out who your audience is going to be. For sure. Exactly. Yeah, that's a, that's a big step. Wow. So we've asked some of the questions and obviously we're going to have a link to some more questions that will help you develop and deeper refine. What are some tools that people can use to really dive in to like scheduling analytics to help them make this whole social media journey easier? Yeah. So the first thing you want to do is make sure that you have a business account. A personal account will not give you the analytics that you need to really optimize your business and your posting. So business account on Facebook, Instagram, make it like that. And you can see your analytics. If you want to use like an actual tool that's like outside company from like the social media, Sprout is a great option. Hootsuite's a great option. Um, these will give you analytics that are beyond what you'll just see on the platforms. And it's a way to compile all of your social media platforms into one place. Easier to manage. You can post it all at the same time and see how your platforms are different from each other, which ones you're performing better on, which ones you maybe don't even need or where you should put your focus. Um, Hootsuite's really great because they have a free option if you're not, you know, really trying to spend a lot of money on this right now. Hootsuite is amazing, but... For the true beginner. Yeah, definitely. Hootsuite's for a beginner. Um, Sprout will give you a lot of a lot of insights. So if you're really trying to dive deep into all of that, Sprout is a great option. And I think too, when it comes to that, scheduling is such a great thing to be able to do because if anybody is into nutrition, right, the best way to stick to a nutrition plan is to plan your meals out way ahead of time, right? right. To make sure you can do it. Think about that's a way to stick to a social media plan. Just pick some stuff, schedule it all out for the week. Now, keep a focus on it because if it's, you know, there are times where you're like, ah, do I really need to tweet something today? Do I really need to put something on Facebook today? How's that going to work with the current climate? Will that be a bad thing to do? Uh, keep those factors in mind, but scheduling, there's nothing wrong with scheduling stuff if you're a busy person. Uh, and a lot of loan officers are very busy. But if you're just putting out some educational content, schedule it out. Make it easy on yourself. Dedicate an hour. Be like, okay, I'm going to make a video. I'm going to put it here. I'm going to schedule it out. Or I'm going to make three videos right now, and I'm going to schedule those three out. It, using something like Hootsuite or Sprout or anything like that will, will really help you out in that regard if you're a schedule out person. That's awesome. Because that means you can spend that extra hour or two on the weekend when you're not as in the weeds with your other work stuff to to create that content that, yeah. that will work for you. Exactly. And Emily mentioned with analytics, having them all in one place, we can anecdotally think we know what our audience is all day long. Nine times out of 10, analytics is going to tell you something completely different. And right. you're going to realize, oh, I resonate with 65-year-old men who are veterans more than I do with the 35-year-old first-time homebuyer I'm going for. Okay, so why is that? What am I putting out there? Is this my audience for refinances, for example? So right. you can actually better your business in that way by knowing who is consuming your stuff and who likes you as a person. Perfect. And that's a great idea, too, to, to reflect on your content, to go back and look and see why it worked, what worked, and try and evaluate if one flops, another is successful, kind of almost A-B testing it yourself 
Mm-hmm. But that's a whole nother topic that we could get into another right, time. Right, 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 right. I mean, it takes time too. You know, like don't don't do something, Emily. I think you can speak into this too. If you do something once and it doesn't work, it's not really a good sample size. Yeah, no. <laughs> Keep trying. Like if you believe that it's the right thing to be doing and you want it for your audience, don't give up after one time. It might just you're not presenting it right. Keep trying. Yeah, and looking back at you know a one month of analytics may not do it for you. Right. Try to test it like three to six. You know, something like that. That's a yeah. pretty safe standard where it's enough. You put in there like, oh, okay, maybe this one just flopped because of something else happening that day that was taking up people's focus on social. Right. So think about it that way. And beyond that, it has to be consistently yes. posted content. Don't yes. think you can look back at six months of analytics when you've only posted, you know, three videos in one month and 17 the next month. Mm-hmm. It's going to be inaccurate. So how about this one? I, and my favorite question to ask people is, what is your favorite social media platform and why is it TikTok? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. man. Uh, mine is not TikTok. Uh, Emily, what's yours, actually? Instagram for sure. I mean, I, I love Facebook from a marketing perspective, but like personally, I just really resonate with Instagram and it's my favorite one to be on. But Facebook definitely has the most tools and the easiest to market and see your audience and really plan it out. Facebook is the best for that. So if you're putting dollars in Facebook. Yes, definitely. Instagram. Yes. Okay. Um, Facebook too, when when you speak about money, paid ads on Facebook, if you're going to do a paid social response, so much less expensive. Mm -hmm. So much. You can do do a lot more reach on Facebook, for example, versus um, LinkedIn. Very cool. It's yeah, be a like lot. way different. LinkedIn yeah. is very expensive. It can be worth it, but Facebook, if you're just getting started, it's definitely where you want to start with paid. And Instagram I dig because they have so many updates on their platform all the time. Like now on Instagram stories, you can do a layout, which is just wonderful. I think that's so fun. There's a, There are a lot of different options there. I personally am a huge Twitter person. I okay. love Twitter. I like Instagram a lot, but I love Twitter for it. It's a faster interaction for me. It's a faster platform in a way, more news more often. It's mainly for news and sports. Right. Um, so Twitter isn't going to be right for everybody. And honestly, it's kind of tough to break into the mortgage side of things on Twitter. A lot of it's news and sports. Absolutely. Um, but it could be just a fun way to be you out there somewhere and just consume some stuff, see what people are doing. A lot of Twitter trends um, you can dive in on too and use on other platforms. So... I always find Twitter interesting. And in my opinion, TikTok is just fantastic because you can really (laughs) rapidly grow. I'm sorry. No, but what is cool about Instagram as well, Emily, uh, that you mentioned you love, um, but they also added Reels, which is like trying to compete with that TikTok side of things, which is very cool. And Which they're doing really good at too. I've heard they're really pushing Reels quite a bit and they up the time on them now to 30 seconds for uh, Reels. Yeah, so like you guys both have mentioned, Instagram does update different features a lot. And it's always good to know exactly what's new on Instagram and to use it because they like automatically will push you to the top of the algorithm if you're using their new stuff. Like with IGTV or Reels, you want to be using that stuff because you can't even boost an IGTV because they're boosting it for you already. You right. can't put more more money behind it because it's already like getting that. So always be like focusing on what's new and try to utilize it. Utilize the newest tool. That's awesome. In order to like really utilize the tools even further, right? So we've talked about scheduling. We've talked about discovering who your audience is. We've talked about looking into the analytics. How do you dig in and find what's trending, what people are looking for? Where where do you have to go to find that? Because I know what you can go to a Google search and try and find it, but you're going to come up with, you know, 50,000 results and... Mm -hmm. 
you're going to be drowning in information. So where do you guys go to find that information? I regularly follow the news article, Social Media Today. It comes out every week and it just has all of like what's going on, whether it's like a trending topic or it's just like this is the newest feature on Instagram or something. It always keeps you up to date on stuff like that. So it's really good to follow it and not have to, you know, find it on your own. It's all right there. Um, I know Keywords Everywhere is also a really good, great place to know what people are talking about, what words people are using on social media. And then trends.google will show you like what words are coming up on Google and what people are searching for. And that will kind of help you create your content around what people are actually searching for on Google. Yeah. The classic hashtags too, never hurt. Like, <laughs> yes. And I think the best, what is this? The quote I heard the other day about hashtags was like, if you use a hashtag that everybody else is using, you're going to be in the pool in a mix of maybe millions of people, which is kind of cool. Um, and they can find you there if it's something that's really good content. If you make up your own hashtag that like six people know about, like it's not really that useful. Right? right. So it's a good to get a mix in there of like, hey, if 10,000 people have used this hashtag, that's a much smaller pool that you can hop, hop in on and get noticed and grow your brand that way or grow your post that way instead of jumping in on, you know, uh, 59 million people have used this hashtag or 59 people have used this hashtag. Right. So, right. It's like, where do you want to be in that? So it's good to have a mix. Keywords Everywhere is a really wonderful Chrome extension. Um, that's really great if you're, what are people asking? How many people are searching for this? That's a really great way to see it. I like that one a lot. Very cool. And now for the final thing I think we really need to touch on is how do you actually create the content to put onto these platforms, right? We know people understand that there's Photoshop and there's uh, InDesign and Premiere Pro and Adobe After Effects and all these crazy programs that a lot of people don't want to try and learn, especially if you're just starting out. You don't have all the time. You're busy. You're, you're running a business for crying out loud. So what are some of the tools that you you guys like to use or encourage people to use? Yeah. So if you're just starting out, especially with graphic design, Canva should be your best friend. It is amazing. They have a free option. It will give you templates. It's like laid out by like create an Instagram story, create an Instagram post. Here's Facebook, like anything you could possibly need. So many templates, like just like pop it in there, add your text, add your pictures, change your colors, like so easy and it creates like professional looking graphics that look like you made it in Photoshop. It's Dummy a, proof. Yeah, it really <laughs> exactly. is. I've even used it and I'm terrible at graphic design, <laughs> oh, wow. right? I know it's like, it made it look somewhat decent on my end, but oh my. I, I love Canva. Canva is a really, really important one. And again, free. Yes, free. They do have a paid option, but I have used the free option and it's perfectly fine. Yeah. And the, the paid option is what? Just different different designs, different templates? Yeah, that... it gives you some more like options to use like different icons or different templates and stuff. But all the stuff they give you for free is definitely enough. Perfect. And then beyond that, I'll throw in my two cents because I am the, I'm a video editor. I, I do video all day, every day. Adobe Rush uh, and InShot are two. Mm -hmm. Adobe Rush is a paid platform. That is $10 a month through a Creative Cloud subscription. Uh, you can pay $21 a month if you're a little more in-depth knowledge with video editing to get it bundled with Premiere Pro. But InShot, on your phone, totally free, or there's also a paid option for that as well. So you can, you know, dive into the video side of things. Yeah, even iMovie, it's on iPhones. Like, it's there just there. I mean, that's it's not that you can do a, some very basic stuff with that, but that might be all you need. Right. That might be all you need. So don't don't stress about needing to have the entire creative cloud platform like Adobe Illustrator and Lightroom and all those things. And Emily, you had mentioned too, was it Adobe Spark? Adobe Spark. Yeah, it's very similar to Canva, but it is a paid one. So it's through Adobe, but it's similar to Canva where it has templates and it's an easier thing to maneuver and use just like Canva. And Very guys, cool. guys, it's not 
bad to copy what other people are doing. I'm going to throw this out there. Everything in marketing is basically copying an idea that somebody else had. But look at how professional marketing companies put stuff out there. Follow them and get an idea of what they're doing and imitate that. It's not going to have a ton of copy on it. It's going to be easy to read. It's going to be impactful. It's going to be a pretty picture. Stop trying to put an entire rate sheet and flyer on Instagram when you can't see it and you can't zoom in. So know the actual pieces of the platform itself and the limitations of it and use the canvas of the world and the adobes of the world to make sure that this doesn't just like get a post up there, get something good up there and quality up there. Because people have to like try to zoom in on Instagram and like they can't see it. There's so many words they can't read. Just break it up into like five different slides, guys. It's just remember, if you are scrolling through something, you see something you don't like, you're like, oh, what's that? <laughs> Everybody else will too. So get them to stop the scroll. So just make it pretty, guys. Yeah, you definitely shouldn't have to zoom in to read something. I was right. going to say, that actually sent a shiver down my spine when you said, <laughs> zoom in on Instagram. I was oh, like, oh, God, I've seen that? I've seen some stuff. I've seen some things. I could tell you some stories, Oh, yeah, I've Jeff. had to do it. It's no. It's not pretty. No, I'm not. I'm not on board for that. Well, wow, that's a lot of information that we had here today. Yeah. A lot to unpack. First off, make sure you know your own brand. Then ask the questions to figure out who your actual audience is. Once you're ready to start posting, you can use the tools that we've mentioned, such as Canva, InShot, and Sprout to create and schedule your content. Once you've been posting for a while, such as three to six months or longer, look at those analytics to see if you're hitting the target audience you thought you were, or see if you need to redefine your audience. If you're lost on what to post or need ideas, use Google Trends, social media today, or keywords everywhere to see what people are searching in relation to your brand. As always, we like to end with a challenge, so here it is. Define your target audience. If you're new, you can use the link in the description below to find the list of questions that you can ask yourself so you can really dive in and discover who you want to target. If you've been at it for a while and you have a few months of consistent content, you can look at your analytics and see if you're hitting the people that you really wanted to create your content for. Next time on Better Your Brand, we'll discuss the basics of video framing and how to improve the look of your videos with some simple principles of photography that anyone can learn. If you like what you've heard and found it helpful, be sure to subscribe and leave us a review. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Movement Mortgage LLC supports equal housing opportunity and MLS number 39179. For licensing information, please visit www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org.